Welcome to the Fat Man Running Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Anklewitz, and today we're joined by former powerlifter and current runner, Adam Price. Welcome back to the Fat Man Running Podcast. I'm Mike Anklewitz. Alexis Brudnicki is quite busy this time of year, so... Um, Today it'll just be me, and uh, I'm going to be bringing you our really wonderful interview with Adam Price uh, in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about what's been going on with my running. I've been in training for the 30K Around the Bay Road Race based here in Hamilton. Of course, I'm going to be doing this virtually because we're back in lockdown here in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, it's March 31st, and I, you know, it's hard not to be envious of seeing people on Instagram and Facebook with their um, in-person races that are happening um, throughout the U.S., throughout other parts of the world. But here in Canada, we are in lockdown. We are still waiting for vaccines for those of us in the general population. So that's what's been going on here. I've been training. The Around the Bay Road Race is the oldest long distance road race in North America. If you heard last episode, we talked to Anna Lewis, the race director of the race, and uh, she told us all about the history. So check that out if you haven't yet. This year, because of the pandemic, they couldn't run the race last year. But this year, what they're doing is um, they've added the the hammer challenge. And this this challenge basically allows you to do five races. You're doing a 2K, a 5K, a 10K, a 15K, and then the 30K around the Bay Race. I've started. I've already logged times for my 2K and 5K races. Um, very pleased with my times for them. Um, I managed to break 12 minutes on the on the 2K and uh, getting closer to my goal of 30 minutes for a 5K. Uh, so I'll be logging times for my 10K, my 15K, and the 30K throughout the month of April. I believe the final day is April 25th. So I've left myself a good uh, three and a half weeks or so uh, to be able to log those distances and those times. And I think I'm going to do a half marathon as a intermediate run between the 15K and the 30K. I think that's a reasonable thing. And so I'm looking for a virtual half marathon to run in that time. So that's what I've been doing for the Around the Bay race. And uh, I think registration is open until April 8th if you want to get in on it, so check out their website. And once again, thank you very much for joining us. And now here is our interview with Adam Price coming to you from Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the Fat Man Running Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Anklewitz, and I'm very pleased today to be joined by Adam Price. Adam is a Calgary-based runner. He is uh, a leukemia survivor. He is a former world champion power lifter, and he is a runner. So let's welcome Adam Price to the podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. 
So Adam, we, you know, we covered a little bit of territory there in that introduction. Um, what can you tell us, you know, you live in Calgary, how's your winter been? It's, it's been a rough winter, you know, with COVID and, you know, it, the weather out there is not always very good. So uh, how was your winter? I mean, Calgary weathers are, uh, winters are kind of a hit and miss. One week we'll have plus 10, plus 12. Next week we'll have minus 30. So we we got rid of our, we, we got our uh, minus 40 streak done there last month. And right now it's about plus 14. So I'm looking forward to getting out on the path for the first time this year, which is really exciting for me. Well, that's great. I mean, I've haven't had much of a choice. I've been running outside all winter and it's definitely been the first for me. Uh, you know, how have you dealt with it in running? Have you been finding somewhere indoors to run? Have you uh, been working on a treadmill? I, when I retired from powerlifting, one of the first things I did was I got my hands on an industrial strength treadmill. Um, <laughs> I, I joke about that, but you know, all the treadmills that I tried that were brand new, you know, you know they're like max limit of 250 pounds. I'm like, I'm already there. I, 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 I can't put this much beating on a piece of machinery. And uh, one of my friends in uh, Medicine Hat owns a gym and they're looking to get rid of uh, one of their gym quality treadmills. So uh, I, I swapped him some gear for the treadmill and now it's, uh, it's my go-to for my indoor training. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit since you've brought it up that, you know, the, the size of a power lifter is definitely not something that is quite as easy on the body when it comes to running. And, you know, how are you making that transition? How are you finding that transition from one sport to another? Uh, it was going very poorly there for a while. Um, I would uh, go to the gym at work and I get on the treadmill and I, you know, I'd be doing my five kilometers an hour. And then there's this little tiny person would come up next to me and they'd be doing 15 kilometers an hour with what looked to me like half the effort. And, uh, but uh, everyone at the gym was just very supportive and they just said, you know, keep going, don't worry about what everyone else is doing, just kind of focus on yourself. And over time, it's gotten to the point where I'm now doing uh, four to five sessions a week at 10 kilometers plus each session. So I'm not doing it fast, but I'm getting it done and I'm keeping within a decent heart rate. And over the last year, I found that my heart rate has gone down by about 20 beats per minute. I used to be my, my resting heart rate used to be about 80 or 90 beats per minute, and now it's in the 60s and 70s. So uh, that's that's phenomenal. Um, still trying to figure out how to not get shin splints. I've tried a few different kinds of shoes, but I think it's honestly like my physio says it's just down to my weight. It's the amount of pounding that I'm putting on my feet. But I've managed to find a kind of a schedule where I'm just riding the fine line between you're going to get shin splints and no, you're okay. So I'll, I'll run until I get the shin splints, the first little sign, and then I kind of back off. And so my, my weekly program doesn't have, it's not like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday run. It's a run, two days of rest, run, one day of rest, run, two days of rest. And I've kind of stretched it out like that so that I'm not having to feel like, oh, it's a Saturday. I have to go for my long run today. So and that seems to be helping. Well, that's actually a really interesting perspective, and it's it's kind of one that I started to adopt as well. It was more about listening to my body and listening to how I was feeling and less about having a strict, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday type of schedule. And I don't know, maybe if this might help you, but... Um, there's a uh, an elite American runner named Meb Kafleski who um, 
you know, I heard him on a podcast maybe last year, and he was saying that once he hit about 40, instead of doing like the seven day uh, schedule that most athletes were doing, he went to sort of a nine day schedule because it allowed him to have, you know, maybe one long run in the nine days, but give himself enough space to rest and recover. Well, I mean, and I've had to kind of create my own program because every time I tried to download an app or a training program of, of sorts, uh, I, you know, you, you get the app and you plug in your, oh, what's your max time, what's your time, your goal, and you type it in and it goes, that's not a, that's not a valid response. <laughs> like all the programs that I found uh, were basing, like, I think the, the, the longest amount of time you could plan for a marathon was uh, six hours. And when I first started, like, I can't run that fast. So like you like any, any numbers that are derived from that six hour timeline, you're putting your body at too fast of a pace or too much, too many kilometers in one week. And so I've kind of had to just kind of take what I've learned and just roll with it and go, this is what my body's telling me to do. I, you know, I, I have my fast day. I have my slow day. I have my long day. When those happen is whenever it feels good. So well, that's that's great to hear that you're finding your way and, and sort of making your way through all of the um, the information that's out there, because as you said, it's not geared towards everybody. It's it's you know, it's trying to catch as many people as it can. But there are um, body types. There are sort of paces that are going to be outside of their um, their scope for a lot of people. So I, I think it's great that you're able to sort of understand that and adapt accordingly. Well, and, and even the books that are kind of geared towards the, the the slower and larger runners, they're still not enough almost. Like I read a book uh, called How to Lose a Marathon in 26.2 Chapters. I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with that, but um, in it, the guy said that he wanted to have a goal of beating Oprah, uh, Oprah's time of four and a half hours. And I'm like, oh, huh. Oprah can do it in four and a half hours? <laughs> So I, I've, I've kind of taken that as my as my uh, uh, my call to arms, basically. Like I, I have to beat Oprah as well at some point in my life. That's awesome. Now, you know, as we mentioned in the intro, and you've you've talked about, you were a power lifter. Um, and how does how does one get into that type of sport? Um, the reason I got into it, first of all, is it goes back to two thousand and three. Um, I was diagnosed with leukemia, actually. And uh, one of the things that the doctor said to me before all the chemo started, he's, uh, he said to me was, uh, if you can get into shape, like the, the better you are going into this, the, the, you're going to lose X amount of percentage of body weight and things like that as you go through the process. So the, the more in shape you are and the, the larger you are, the more room we have to work with when your body starts wasting away. So uh, I wasn't at that point, I wasn't a very good runner. I was too kind of dense to swim. I'm not tall enough to play basketball. So uh, a friend of mine suggested powerlifting and I kind of got into that. Uh, I did that for about six months until the chemo kind of kicked in full, full bore and I was hospitalized. So, and after that, at that, that point is basically, I was hospitalized for four months while they did the bone marrow transplant. It took me about a year to kind of recover. And then once I was kind of out of the woods, so to speak, uh, I, I kind of thought to myself, well, I got this, this new lease on life. What can I do? And I remembered how much I love powerlifting. And I just kind of jumped back into it and uh, spent about 15 years in the sport, basically, before I finally retired. 
And what have you learned from powerlifting that you've taken into running? Body shape is as widely variable as there are grains in this grains of sand in the in the on a beach. You know, you, there's in, in powerlifting, there's every there's short, there's tall, there's skinny, there's fat, there's old, there's young. Uh, in, at one powerlifting meet that I was at, there was a 90-year-old competing and a six-year-old competing. So the and and the thing about uh, the, the the powerlifting sport that I that I, I kind of recognized was that um, it's more about the perceived effort than the actual ability on, under under the bar. Um, you know, so I you know there'd be a guy like a fit guy maybe twenty years old. You know, six hundred pound squat, bam bam went down went back up, but there was no real effort, and the crowd the crowd would you know give a polite applause. But then you get like the 90 year old who's just pulling the bar and a couple of like a couple of dummy weights and people are losing their minds because it's just such an inspiration. So I'm, I'm I, I was hoping I would get the same kind of feeling when I started running, but I'm not noticing that too much. I people aren't going, oh, wow, you did 10K in an hour and 47 minutes. That's, you know, great golf clap. Like no one's no one's applauding that anymore. There seems to be a bit of a oh, you can't run a marathon in six hours? Well, okay. Talk to me about something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think that there are a lot of us who are, um, you know, on that other side of things, not even, you know, closer to the six, seven hours than the elites. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there is the, just the the valorizing of the trying, of the attempting, of the of the doing it, you know, just you know, regardless of what other limitations you might have. And I think that's one of the biggest, you know, the biggest things that I have for me is, you know, a lot of my motivation is internal. It's, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm not getting a medal. It doesn't matter if I'm not, um, nobody's greeting me at the finish line of, you know, the 10K that I just ran today. But you know what? I did it. It's been a long time since I ran a 10K. And you know what? It felt damn good to be able to do it again. It does feel, I mean, I, it's the one thing about the running that I'm really enjoying is like with, with powerlifting training, it was, you know, you sit around for 10 minutes and then you go and you burst a couple of blood vessels for 30 seconds and you sit around for 10 minutes and it's really stop and start. Whereas when I get into the groove in a run, it's just, there's this piece. I don't know if I can explain it any better than that, but there's this kind of this, this place in the world where everything just seems to be okay you know it, the all you know, when the pain in the leg starts going away and the, the lungs kind of catch up to what you're doing you get into this and you almost feel like you're floating and i i realize that i'm not floating i'm, I'm so far from floating it's, it's it's not even funny but that's the that that's the perception that i get and it's wonderful it's it's addictive it really is i definitely know that feeling myself where there you know things kind of melt away in uh around you and it's just you know you and and the sort of repetitive motion and it's it's almost meditative mm -hmm. and the problem that i have found is as soon as you recognize that you're in that state that's exactly when it disappears uh you'll get like maybe four or five strides and, and you're like this is great i'm having a great time this life is wonderful and like, uh oh bam and then something happens so but for those brief seconds i mean i i'll do i'll keep on running until i i'm, I'm dead to get that feeling again it's it's wonderful
Well, one of the other things that I really enjoy about running is that you can do it anywhere. And I know that right now we are pretty much, you know, stuck where we are um, with COVID and, you know, the travel restrictions. But that's really one of the things that I'm really looking forward to the most is being able to go and do um, do races and do, you know, just run elsewhere. And I know you have been able to see a lot of places in your powerlifting career. Um, you know, is that something that you are looking forward to? And, you know, what are some memorable experiences from powerlifting and, and being able to travel for that? Well, my, my first experience with a world championships and competing internationally was quite interesting because, okay, so when, uh, when I was going to my first powerlifting world championships, I found out that the event was going to be uh, in Birmingham, England, or basically right right outside of it. And uh, my bone marrow donor was is lives in Birmingham, and so it was a chance to go and compete on a world stage, but also meet the person that saved my life. So I mean that was a that was an incredible experience. I got to you know tour around London and that, those places. I got to see. I actually went to the, the, the Hershey Chocolate Factory, which was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, got to meet the entire family of the people who uh, who gave me the gave me a second chance at life. And uh, the, the next year after that, I competed in uh, France and I won my division for for that. And so in 2008, uh, I came dead last because like I number one, I shouldn't have been there. I was basically there because my team had was missing a person in my weight class. And the, 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 the head of the organization found out that my bone marrow donor lived in the same spot. So it was a it was a uh, it was a pity meet basically. I got to go. I came dead last. I would had no business being there, but then I kind of shaped up. And in two thousand nine, I, I won my division for uh, in France. I've competed in Las Vegas a couple times. Um, it's been an interesting an interesting whirlwind of places to go and see. What my wife and I really want to do is start traveling a lot. And when I was powerlifting, I was like, how the heck do I you know I get access to gyms? Can we build a giant uh, RV that houses a like a, a barbell and a squat rack and things like that? And it was becoming really impractical. But with this new sport, I really only need a pair of running shoes, and I can go anywhere I want at any time and go for a run. And the the, the now we're having chats about rather than getting a giant RV, getting a small little camper van, or like really downsizing and being able to explore the world at at our leisure. So. That's uh, it's something that I didn't think I'd be able to do based on the sport that I used to have. Well, that's another positive for, you know, making the transition and, and going around. And what what was it that caused your your switch? Because, I mean, they're very different sports. Powerlifting and running uh, are really probably polar opposites if you had to figure it out. So what was it that, you know, made you decide to to switch around? Uh, in April 2019, I had my last powerlifting meet where I competed. Um, I got a personal best. Uh, my meet total was 800 kilos. And it's the first time I'd ever crossed that, uh, that threshold. It was actually also the first time in either practice or a competition that I got that high of a uh, bench press or deadlift. So like, literally those were kind of Hail Mary passes at the very end. And my, 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 my training partners were like, you're looking good today. Why don't you go for this? And I, my, my response was, I've never done that before. And they're like, you need to do, you need to go to that next level because you're, you're in the zone today. 
And then as soon as I, as soon as I completed that meet, it's just like all the air kind of got deflated. It's like, like that scene from Rocky Balboa when uh, he finishes that big fight, like he comes out of retirement, has that big fight, and then he goes, I got no more ghosts in the closet, basically, or no more ghosts in the, ghosts in the basement. It was the same kind of feeling. So I kind of, I, I kept on training after that, but the, 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 the love wasn't there. So uh, around November 2019, uh, one of my kids developed some pretty significant uh, medical issues. And around the dinner table, she expressed, uh, she said something out of kind of just pure exasperation. She, says, she said, me getting better is about as likely as you running a marathon. And that was the impetus for this whole thing was, okay, I need to, my, my, my daughter has said something and now I need to kind of, step up and be a dad here. So partially out of a joke, partially out of, uh, uh, I have nothing else left to try in my bag of tricks to be a parent here. I went and signed up for the Calgary Marathon in, uh, in, in 2020 and you know, kind of dropped the piece of paper on the table and said, there, I'm signed up for a marathon. If I can do this, you can get better. And uh, I quickly realized that it's not as easy to go from uh, nothing to a marathon. Like you, you, can, you see all these stories about people going, oh, I decided to run a marathon and in four months I ran a four hour, a four hour marathon. That was not my experience. <laughs> so I'm still trying to chase that elusive marathon. Um, I did do a half marathon uh, back in the summer of 2020, but it was a virtual marathon. So I basically, I was on my nightly run. I think I started at nine o'clock at night, got to 5K, went, I'm feeling pretty good. I got to 10K, went, oh, I'm really actually feeling not too bad. And, and because we had a, a window of time when we could kind of bank our, our, our result, I went, well, let's just do it. So I think it was around 12.45 in the morning, uh, in the dead of night, no one was around. I completed my first half marathon and I celebrated by myself, uh, my finish line was a garbage can of a neighbor's uh, of a neighbor's house, and it was really anticlimactic. I never actually, I haven't had the experience of crossing an actual finish line yet, and I'm really looking forward to that because I think it's, from what I've seen and what I've heard, crossing that finish line for the first time is like the biggest adrenaline high you'll ever get, and I would really like to have that, you know, for both for me and for my daughter. Well, I, you know, from experience, it's, that's probably one of the things I've missed the most is being able to get to that finish line and, you know, you know, you cross the line and then you walk a while and then you get that metal hung around your neck. And, um, that's, you know, the feeling that you, you earned that and you, um, yeah, you were able to just, you know, meet that threshold and, with the people around you and everything. I mean, that's the thing that I think we've missed the most in the last, you know, the, the last year now. Um, and you've mentioned that you have a couple of events on your calendar right now that you're going to be working towards. Uh, can you tell us about them? Yeah, the, the next event in Calgary is called the Mulligan. It's, I'm not exactly sure why they've done it this way, but for me personally, it seems like a really good kind of introduction to that distance. So at the end of May, the uh, Friday the 28th, it's a 4.4 kilometer run. Saturday the 29th is a nine kilometer run. And then the Sunday is a 29 kilometer run to equal a marathon distance. So you get your, and I think the race organizers did this because they, they wanna give a short, a medium and a long distance kind of to all the people that are available, uh, that are wanting to, to compete, but still maintain social distancing. 
so they had a they had a, sp a special rate to buy all three so i've of course purchased all three and then uh based on how i do here i'm hoping to sign up for the october full marathon uh at uh, later on this year and hoping i can get it done i you know once again i i've had grand plans and grand schemes my body has told me differently but uh I think this time it's gonna actually stick because I'm not only am I doing it because I feel like I have to, I'm doing it because I want to now, if that makes any, uh, if that makes a difference. Well, I think it makes a big difference. I think that want is the biggest thing that, one of the biggest things that drives us. Um, and I, I definitely think that if it doesn't come from inside, something like a marathon is never gonna happen. If it's, if you're doing it for somebody else, maybe you'll do it once and then that'll be it. But if you're, if otherwise you are, you know, you're just, you know, beating yourself up for a reason that is not coming from within. It's, it's uh, for me, I think that drive has to come from within. And I've been finding lately, like the last, Oh, probably, you know, year of running for me has been very self-driven. Obviously, there haven't been any races. I haven't done a race since January 2019. And it was probably, well, it was definitely my worst marathon. Um, it was just, you know, painful. You know, everything was, was shutting down. And... Um, but I gutted it out and, and it was great, but I, you know, I, I've really wanted that sort of redemption. I've really wanted to come back at it. And, uh, uh, and for me, that's kind of what's been driving me in the last year has been, you know what, you know, it's, this is pretty much the only thing you can do now with the gyms closed. And even when they're open, I'm not crazy about wanting to go into a gym. Um, and, you know, this is what I've been doing to kind of stay somewhat healthier and, it's just the drive to get out there and the drive to um, just see what I can do from without even any specific goals. Um, and I'm definitely, you know, taking a very similar approach to what you've been doing, um, seeing what my body is going to handle. At first it was running every other day. And then I did about a 42 day running streak where I, I did at least 5k per day. And I got to the point where I just said to myself, okay, I, you know, I need a day off and I took a day off and it wasn't like I, I owed it to anybody else to keep the streak going. It was, I was running, you know, mostly for my own mental health to be able to just get out and, and just be outside and be away and just, you know, do something different. And there was a day I was just, you know, my body didn't feel it. And I just said to myself, okay, you know, today is when the day the streak ends. I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't uh, mourn the streak and I didn't start a new one right away because I felt like I had to. Um, but it's just been, you know, trying to take advantage of the weather, be outside a little bit. Uh, today was gorgeous and sunny. It was a little cool, but tomorrow is supposed to be beautiful, um, about 14 degrees tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to, even after a, a sort of longer run than I'm used to, I'm definitely going to try to get out and do a, a shorter run, an easier run. I definitely won't be pushing the pace. I'll probably take some walk breaks, which I've been doing lately because my legs have not been happy. So, um, you know, I'm definitely taking things at the pace that I feel like my body needs it. And, uh, that's i think kept me fairly healthy through you know through the winter and through the last year 
I had a similar story last uh, June. I, for some reason, I, the last three or four days in May, I had a 5k run every single day. And I was like, huh, well, let's just, let, let's, let's, let's keep on going to see how far I can go. And I actually made it through all of June doing a 5k every single day. And then once June ended, uh, you know, I had a natural kind of fall off exactly what you described. And then I kind of got back into it going, okay, well, we, I can do that. Like, if I can do 5k every day and still feel kind of okay, let's start pushing the distance a little bit more, which is, it, it was, it was kind of a nice, nice little wake up call. It's like, Hey, I might actually be able to do this. It's not going to, I'm not going to disappoint my kid. You know, it's, it, and now I'm doing uh, three or four 10 Ks a week. And my brain is like, huh, this is the new normal. Now I'm really looking forward to that next level, that next jump up when I can start going, huh, 15 K is now the new normal 20 K is now the new normal. You know, it's, it, it, one of the things that uh, I experienced when I was like at the tail end of my powerlifting career is I trained for, you know, six months on the three, the, the three lifts and I'd get maybe a couple pounds of increase uh, on, on the bar. And you know, at the very beginning, you get this kind of the, the noob gains where you're like, you get under a bar and you lift 145 pounds and you get under the bar the next week and lift 165 pounds. You're like, this is amazing. Well, I think I've finally gotten to the point where I'm starting to get noob gains uh, with my running. Like Every 10K run that I do in this last four weeks, I've been able to knock off a minute per run on each one. Now I know that's not going to last, but while it is lasting, it's, it's a phenomenal motivator, you know, and it, it, but it took a lot longer to get into that, that kind of mentality than it did for uh, powerlifting or any other sport that I've done. Well, I mean, it's, it, everything is always different. And I mean, some people respond more towards the strength, um, the strength sports than the endurance sports and you know it just may have been you know finding your niche finding your your time your um you know and and maybe it took some time to get acclimatized as well well it was it was also finding people like you online that are basically willing to share their story as you know when you first start looking at anything you you end up kind of gravitating towards the more popular uh, the more high end athletes like Kipchoge running a, a two a 2 hour marathon you look at that and you go oh that's really inspiring and but then you go out and you try and it's it's so easy to to want to quit because you're not at that level you like, and you go oh, I'll never be at this level but then you start hearing all the various stories of, of, the, of the other people that are out there going like, just like you that are you know they're not they're not the 110 pound kipchoges they're 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 built like you they have the same mentality the same principles and it's just it's very refreshing that's that's kind of why I wanted to come on here today is because i I, I'm I'm one of those other guys that you know has no business in a pair of running shoes for the most part, as far as anyone else is concerned. But I don't care. I'm having a great time. My well, physio thinks I'm nuts, but uh... <laughs> well, that's I mean that's the most important thing is it's what you think and and what you enjoy. And oh, it's great to have you on and uh, great to hear about your story. And uh, you know what are your goals going forward? This is going to sound stupid, but that's no different than any other plan that I've had for the last couple of years. Um, I started watching a couple of documentaries about Courtney DeWalter and her uh, ultra ultra marathons and uh, the, the 200 milers and things like that. And I don't understand why this is grabbing me so much, but it just there's something romantic, if, for lack of a better word, about 
you know, going for a hundred mile run or a 200 mile run, or just like running at three o'clock in the morning with a headlamp, because you've got to get another, uh, another lap in. Uh, I don't understand why that's appealing to me, but I'd like to get a few marathons under my belt and then take a swing in a couple of the really long distance ones, because it, it's, it's scary. You know, like everything in my life that's ever driven me forward has been something that hasn't been a, oh, you might be able to get that, but it's just been a, no, this is impossible, don't even try. And for some reason, when someone says to me, this is impossible, don't even try, that's what makes me kind of go, oh yeah, well, I'm going to show you. And that's what the appeal is for, for the running. That's what the appeal is for the marathon. And I think that's what the appeal is for the, the even higher distances. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be an attainable thing, but every time I get on a run, I think according to Walter running for four days straight in the middle of the wilderness, and I go, I want to do that. So you'll, you'll probably hear some, some giant man getting airlifted out of the woods at some point in the next little while. And that's probably going to be me, but you know, I'm going to give him my best shot and see what happens. You know, nothing is impossible. Everything is within our reach. If we just, you know, work towards it. And I, I found in my life that with everything I've tried to do, it's just consistency and dedication that gets us there. And I think running is no different. Perseverance has been the one thing that I've, and like when I listened to one of your podcasts uh, literally yesterday, and you were saying that it wasn't the, it was the day in and day out, going back to it again and again and again and again. And finally, you kind of beat your body into a submission where it goes, okay, fine. If you're going to not stop doing this, I might as well adapt to, uh, to fix it. And that mentality has been like almost a lifesaver because so there were some training days where I'd get on a treadmill and I'd be running at five kilometers an hour and I'd just be dying. And I'm like, why am I doing this? But now, but you know, every single time I got off that treadmill, I'm like, okay, I did that today. And I think that applies to all walks of life. And anytime in, anytime in life you're faced with something that you think is going to be a daunting task, just keep picking away at it. And it, 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 maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. I, I, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I, all I know is that at the current moment, I'm going to not going to quit and I love it. Well, that's the biggest thing is not quitting. And, and, you know, to me, the, the will to not quit is the biggest asset that anyone can have. That was the same thing with powerlifting as well. I mean, the, anytime that you decide to get under a bar and you weren't ready for it, that's, that's the day that you were going to get hurt. So I think that, I think that it does apply to everything else in life. Like every time I get on a, on, on a go, go for a run, like this, this afternoon, I'm going to go for my, my first outdoor run. I'm kind of terrified because for the last five months, I've been indoors on my treadmill. I've had two or three water bottles lined up. I've had all my little snacks ready to go. I've been watching the, the entire Marvel movie series from start to finish again. And today's going to be the first day where I'm leaving the house and I'm away from my support system. I'm away from like, if I get a leg cramp before I could just jump off, get on the couch and finish watching the movie. Now I'm going to be halfway around the Glenmore Reservoir if something happens. And you know, if something happens, then uh, I, I don't know. But there's a there's an exhilaration be running in, in in the woods and running outside and running beside a lake the the fresh air and the uh, well you know exactly what I'm talking about because you you've you you live the same life I mean it just there's it's intoxicating absolutely and so I hope uh, all of our listeners can hear this and and be inspired to whether they're running already or just trying something new trying something different and and challenging yourself to to achieve something that you may have thought was out of your reach just a little while ago. 
I, let's let, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here and say I'm going to achieve something, but you know, it, if you don't try, you're never going to achieve it, right? So, um, but you know, primarily, if if I don't do this, uh, it just shows my daughter that you know, life can kind of just crumple you. And one of my main motivators for this is to is to be there for my daughter and show her in some way or shape or form that, you know, if you put your mind to something, then you can get it done. So uh, I'm really hoping that I'm being a good dad here. I, I feel like I'm, it's ironic because I feel like I'm being a bad dad and a good dad all at the same time. I'm taking all this time out of my family life to go for these runs. And with the eventual goal of being a good dad, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a, bit, a bit of uh, an oxymoron there. Like I'm being a bad dad to be a good dad. But hopefully in the end, in a few years, we'll all laugh about this and then I'll go, oh, remember when, when, uh, when dad went for that marathon and like pooped himself at the finish line? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a story to tell for sure. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for coming on and telling your story. That's Adam Price. He is a former powerlifter, now a runner, and he's joining us from Calgary, Alberta. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us on the Fat Man Running Podcast. I'm Mike Anklewitz, and thanks to Adam Price for joining us. You can find us on Instagram at Fat Man Running Pod. You can email us on Gmail, and that's Fat Man Running Pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search Fat Man Running Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Please rate and review us, and have a great run.